Hello, hello, and what is up, teachers? So in today's episode, we're going to discuss some well-being and time-saving tips for teachers. Okay, so let's dive right in. Tip number one is to leave your laptop at work. In other words, do all of your work at school. Now, a good way of doing that is by getting to school early and leaving late. By doing that, you get the physical separation. Therefore, you also get the mental separation between work and home. So it's easier to switch off when you get home. A lot of the time, teachers tend to come in at around about eight o'clock and leave at, say, four, half four. And then they'll get home and relax for a bit. And then they'll start working again at about six or seven. And they'll be working more or less until they go to bed, maybe an hour before they go to bed. Now, obviously, if that works for you, then it works for you and that's all good. But for me and other teachers that I've spoken to who switched to just working at school, they tend to find that when you're doing it, when you're working at home in the evening, even though you're doing the same number of hours overall, when you're working at home in the evening, it feels like you've been working all evening. Okay, so you may have had a break between, say, half four and seven, let's say. But it will feel like you've you've worked you've been working the whole time because you kind of switch off partially, then switch on again at seven, right? So it feels like you've been constantly working. Whereas when you switch to just working at school, you can come home and just focus on your home stuff. So if you're a new teacher or you haven't got dependents and there's no reason why you can't get to school early and leave late, give it a try. It works. It's also worth mentioning here that one way to avoid working on a Sunday, or at least significantly reducing the amount of work you do on a Sunday, is by doing more work on a Friday, okay? Because a lot of teachers will want to get away early on a Friday, and that's completely understandable. But sometimes if you just stay that extra two hours before you're going to do whatever it is you want to do, it can just give you a free weekend if that's how you prefer it. And of course, I'm being general, because there's always going to be that one person who comments, well, I work on Friday and Sunday and I work all the time. It's like, well, you know what? <laughs> if that's through choice, then you need to be careful because you will be burnt out in a few years. And if that's because of your school, well, then you need to leave that school. What I'm saying is general. To avoid working on a Sunday, just do a little bit more on a Friday. Just to kind of summarize, the key thing here is compartmentalization. Okay? I mean, whether you choose to follow the specifics of, you know, leaving your laptop at home, etc., etc., it doesn't actually matter as long as you are compartmentalizing in a way that suits you. So you've got to manage your ability to switch off. You've got to find a way to switch off that suits you best. Tip number two is a time-saving tip, which I've called cut the crap. Now, what I mean by crap in this respect is anything that kind of has to be done, but you don't want to do it that's probably the best way of, of saying it. Anything that has to be done that you don't really want to do. So, for example, shopping, as in grocery shopping. You may not, I mean, some people like that. I'm not one of those people. So an easy time-saving tip there is to switch to online shopping. If you can, reduce your household chores too. Now, this is a bit more difficult to do, but you know what? There's no harm in commenting on it. Like, for example, I knew a teacher a while back who'd get, um, there was an elderly lady who lived up a road and she would do her ironing for her, for money, of course, but not much. So she'd just give her a black bag full of clothes and it would be ironed on that Sunday. If you can afford it, you might want to get a dishwasher just to save you that headache in the week. You might want to cook in bulk on the weekends, your lunches and your, your, your evening meal too. 
Just making these little cuts like that will give you more time as a teacher because that's the, that's the biggest complaint from teachers that we don't get enough time to do what we want to do, right? We're almost waiting for the holidays so we can live our lives again. So these little cuts, if you make them, your work-life balance will be better. Tip number three is to get off of autopilot. Now, what I mean by that can probably best be illustrated in, a, in an example. So a lot of us, when we wake up on a weekend morning, so it's, let's say it's Saturday morning, you wake up. The first thing we do is go to our phones and scroll through something. Okay, social media, Twitter, Facebook, etc., etc. You will scroll through those things, right? And you'll tend to find that you've wasted more time than you probably would have liked to have. Okay, but you're doing that automatically. You're on autopilot. It's just like, it's easy just to sit there. Now you might think, okay, well, it's the weekend. What's the problem? The problem is your well-being, your overall sense of well-being will be better if you do the things you enjoy doing, like your hobbies. I mean, not just anything. You can say, well, I enjoy eating cakes. That's not what I mean. I mean your hobbies. So just be that extra bit conscientious, particularly in the mornings on the weekend. If you create a sense of urgency for yourself on that Saturday, I can guarantee you, you will have a better day. So maybe if you book yourself like a gym class or something on the, on the Saturday morning at nine o'clock, so you, you've got to be there at that time. You could go to the park run, whatever it is, whatever it is that you enjoy doing. As long as you're not on autopilot, your overall well-being will be loads better. Tip number four, get plenty of exercise. Now, I'm not going to discuss the health benefits of exercise because let's be honest, everybody knows them, right? Instead, I'm just going to tell you that the more you exercise, the more energy you have overall. The more you exercise, the more energy you have overall. And the reason why I'm saying that is because often the reason people give for not exercising is because they don't have the energy, right? Most teachers will tell you, oh, you know what? No, I've sat down now. I'm not getting up, you know? And by conquering that, so by exercising anyway, you'll find yourself getting less tired overall. So remember, the more active you are, the more active you can be. And I've got personal experience of this. I actually found that I got less tired as a teacher in my 30s than I did in my 20s, right? And that's because in my 30s, I got my exercise routine down to a T. But I mean, don't take my word for it. It's also scientifically true that the more you exercise, the more energy you have overall. And more energy, of course, that's going to improve your well-being. That's another no-brainer. Tip number five, eat healthy. Now, again, I'm not going to insult anybody by telling you what a healthy diet looks like. We all know that. But what I am going to say is that working long hours, and long in this case means anything over 40, does have a negative impact on your physical health. So it makes sense then that you counter that damage yourself. And as we all know, diet and exercise, they, they are two key determinants of good health. I'm just going to say on a side note, because some of you might think, well, surely... The solution then is to not work such long hours. Um, hand on heart, I agree with you. But the aim here is not to change the system. It's to help you survive the system. And finally, tip number six is to make sure you get some sleep. Now, I can't stress this enough, guys, because not getting sleep, obviously, there's health implications that come with that. But it causes things like irritability, forgetfulness, less efficient organization, okay? All the things that make you a good teacher, those are what a lack of sleep adversely affects. So you got to be mindful. Don't stay up all night marking. Okay, I mean, if it's Ofsted or if it's something like that, then it's a bit different. But uh, 
as much as possible, go to bed and wake up at the same time all the time. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you found it helpful. Do check out my books on Amazon, The Unofficial Teacher's Manual, What They Don't Teach You in Training, and Teaching for Realists, Making the Education System Work for You and Your Pupils. Take care.